Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. So today is episode 12 and today I have a very interesting guest on. So it's going to be a little bit different to what we usually have. So her name is Lisa McFarland. On Instagram it is relationship.coaching.ni and she is, as the name would suggest, a relationship coach. So you might be wondering why I'm having her on the Female Health Podcast but as you know I talk a lot about stress and the role it has on our health and our hormones and just it's, it's so important for over our lives. So relationships really come into that. And I've touched on that in a few of the episodes so far. So I think it's going to be really helpful to discuss this a little bit more with someone who works on this on a professional level and get her insights into identifying maybe an unhealthy relationship, what a healthy relationship may look like or should look like. And we're also going to touch a little bit on the female cycle too. She's a load of information and knowledge in this area as well. So I'm actually so excited to get her thoughts on this as well. So I'm going to pass it over to you, Lisa, let you introduce (laughs) yourself and yeah, fire away. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm Lisa McFarland, as you said, I am started this little business um January 2020 it was going to be my 2020 vision um and then we all know what happened uh um but we can get into that a little bit later I am a mum I'm a wife I have been with my husband Nigel uh since we were 18 and I'm hopeless with the dates I'm like the guy and he's like the girl um uh oh we'll be together 31 years in March so everybody can do the everybody can do the maths from that. Um, we had our twenty fifth wedding anniversary on January first there in lockdown. I think we got an Indian or something. It was very exciting. Lovely. Um, <laughs> and I have three children, two grown and a twelve year old. My my oldest daughter is nineteen. My second daughter will be eighteen this month in lockdown. And um, just in case anybody's watching this in years to come. <laughs> and then I have a twelve year old as well, twelve year old boy. So two. And I started this because my husband and I uh, had an issue that came up for us and we didn't have any tools to deal with it. It was a situation that was put upon us in our other business. We worked together and it was a legislation thing that we had to do. And I was just like, just get it done, tick the box. And he was, no, I don't think this is right. I don't think it's the right thing to do. So we had no communication tools. We had no, we just did, and I suggested going to talk to somebody. He was very resistant, but we got there in the end. We went and talked to her three times and she gave us tools, communication tools, um, conflict tools, all the things. She taught us about her ego and lots of, she just taught us lots of things. We used them. Um, we solved the problem and we have never had really an argument since then. And that was five years ago. Oh my God, it's amazing. 
And was that like so, a therapist or a counsellor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. just a counsellor. I'd actually been to her when my mum had passed um, and she became very beneficial. We don't get taught how to grieve. Yeah. Grief is one of these things everybody's going to experience and we don't get taught how to do it. So she'd helped me with that. And then she just helped us with tools for our relationship and things that he was saying that were triggering me. And she was, why does that trigger you? You know, that maybe that's not his fault. Maybe that's a wee bit of stuff that you're carrying, but I was carrying things like that. Um, got us just to look at ourselves more. And um, yeah, so we have discussions now. We communicate well. We come to resolutions. We always had a great relationship. Now, I think we have a phenomenal relationship. Um, and he is the love of my life. And then in around that same time, sorry, blithering on, um, around that same time, I started doing my life coaching training for work because I was in HR. Yeah. Okay. So I started doing my life coaching training. So these two things were going hand in hand. And then I just kept saying, why does everyone not know this stuff? Why does everyone not know this stuff? I also was reading everything, listening to podcasts. I just totally threw myself into it. Yeah. And then I think I was driving everybody crazy. And they said, I think you start a wee page. I think you should start a wee page and see what happens. And it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> Taken off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So now what are you doing? You're working like one-to-one with clients. Is that right? Is that what you do? Um, yes. so yeah I have um so at the beginning of lockdown I have another job as well so at the beginning of lockdown I started no that's wrong in January I was running little classes in my local community center for women to help them with conflict communication and confidence and I ran those and I loved it and then I was just starting my second set when um we knew this was going to all happen so I was heartbroken and my little business was just going to go down the tubes and and I know how to grieve because I taught myself how to do that and I grieved for that and then I thought right I know what I need to do if I'm going to be in my house I need to give myself a purpose every day I know I have to do that so I got on Instagram on the evening when we all got locked down and said I will be on Instagram at 10 o'clock in the morning until we get out of this. Um, and in the north here, they had told us we would be locked in lockdown for two weeks. Yeah. So I was like, easy. I can do yeah. 14 days. Easy peasy. I did 58. Every single day? Every day. Oh, my God. <laughs> I So the, I, did, I did 25 or something in a row, like weekends, everything. Every yeah. day, 10 o'clock. My, for my mental it was for my mental health I yeah got up, you were getting my from this so did my hair training you yeah did my hair did my makeup yeah then my friends and I just started saying sweetheart this is not going away maybe you should give yourself like the weekends off to try and make it a bit different the weekends yeah. and so I started to do that and then in so that was sort of all through March and then in April I did the just the weekdays and 10 o'clock every every weekday on Instagram and then people started to hear about me. So Sinead Haig heard about me, Louise McDonald, other people started asking me to come on their lives. Yeah. Um, and it just rolled from there. And then I started, people started to say, do you do coaching? And I had, obviously, but I Zoom in it. That was just, and I was like, yes, of course I will. And I did free coaching, free one-to-one coaching for April and May. And then I was like, this thing's still not going away. And I started charging people. So I do one-to-one coaching. I do couples coaching. I have, do webinars. I have a newsletter starting this month. 
I do podcasts with numerous people. Um, so you're busy. I <laughs> and I still do. And my page on Instagram is still where everybody gets the free content. Yeah. So I still go on there every Thursday at 10. Every Thursday at 10, I go on there and I do a live because I, I wouldn't leave them. Yeah. But what has sort of spun off from that is I have a little Facebook group um, and it's 16 pounds a month in my Facebook group. Yeah. But that's where you get proper access to me. So I do a live on a Monday. I do a live on a Tuesday and they're all recorded. I have question and answers day on Wednesday. So you can message me privately on a Wednesday. And on Friday, then I do either a live or a meditation. So it's like my little tribe. It's my little community. Oh. And you get full access to me there because there's people there are people who are never going to go to one-to-one coach but they want they're on their growth journey and they just want that little bit of information fab sounds amazing we all could do with a bit of that now and again anyway but like (laughs) I think to get into this then and like why I think you're going to be really like interesting to chat to is relationships they're such a big part of our every single day lives um and if they're not right or healthy or good for us it's going to impact our physical health and our mental health so have you seen that I suppose of course you've seen this I'm sure working with clients so like what typical things would you see say um in the clients that come to you in terms of what might be happening to them say either on a physical or mental health level and also then the types of relationships that are you're you're seeing like what is an unhealthy relationship what does a toxic relationship look like and the things that can occur within that okay I'll start with the first chunk first okay so um when I did my life coaching and diploma I I was not aware that when you are in fight or flight that your body releases I just call them bad chemicals um adrenaline cortisol other things and I didn't I didn't I just didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, I also didn't know that you could have almost like adrenaline fatigue, that you could actually use that up so much that you would be, you know, that that would fit. I did not know that those chemicals coursing around your body affect your health and have been connected to heart attack, stroke, cancer, autoimmune, IBS, MS, uh, fibromyalgia. Yeah. all those things yeah all those things I didn't know that and that was part of the one like I'm a community and I was like wait till you hear this one <laughs> and he was like oh lord Lisa what is it this time because every module I was like why do we not know this stuff um <laughs> so I he's like I don't believe you and I said yes remember when we were going through that really stressful time in work I remember I started to say to you this is starting to affect my health because I knew I was just fatigued all yeah. the time I woke up in the morning and it was the first thing in my mind mm-hmm. I woke up in the middle of the night Ugh, he wasn't sleeping yeah. I I remember saying to him sweetheart we have to go and get this sorted out because it's now starting to affect our health and I walked into I was like here is the evidence Nigel I was right so we all can have stressful times within our relationship okay a big misunderstanding um, a, fam- a family member's not well, you, or one of your children isn't well, You, there can be infidelity, whatever. We can all have stressful times. There, it could just be like us, a situation comes upon you that's got out totally out of your control. Yeah. Um, right now, this pandemic, mm. all these things, okay? So there can be times, but it shouldn't be like that all the time. Your relationship should not feel like a knot in your stomach. Your relationship shouldn't 
be like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen now? Oh dear, if I say that, what if they say this? And if he says that, and then we're, that's, it, that is not what love is. That is not what it is. That is not how a relationship should feel in your body. In your body, a relationship should feel like home. Yeah. I love that it analogy. Should, yeah. It should feel comfortable. You should feel like your best self when you're with that person. That's how a relationship should feel. Not anxiety and anxious. And I think the younger generation in their 20s of flip me, it must be Love Island or whatever those programs are. That is not what a relationship should look like. It should not look like trauma and anxiety and panic and no, oh, I can't say that because if he says that and I say that, it shouldn't look like every time the phone rings and it's your person that you jump out of your skin. It shouldn't be like that. That's not what a relationship should look like. If not what a healthy relationship should look like. And it needs to look like home and like comfort if you want to have good health. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. So what would you say to someone then who is in one of those relationships where they're kind of jumping out of their skin when they get a call or they're just not feeling like they're fully themselves they like they might just get that gut feeling like in their tummy that something's not right they just don't feel completely aligned to within themselves and they're not acting the way they may have acted before things are changing a little bit what would you say to someone like that it can be two things maybe you're not in a great relationship maybe you are with someone who's a gaslighter or has narcissistic tendencies or maybe it can be your own stuff that you need to look at yeah maybe you're hiding yourself from your person for no reason yeah maybe it's been a past relationship that you've carried damage into and maybe if you talk to your person and you say look I was really worried about saying this to you they might be like why? Mm. I love you. I want to see all of you. I want you to be fully yourself. So it can be two things. Yeah, it can be two things. And what about the gaslighting and the narcissistic tendencies? How do you pick out pick up on those things? Like for some people, they might be completely foreign words or just something they've seen on TV. They don't think it relates to their lives. Like, like, can you describe what they might look like in a relationship yeah. for people? So a ga- gaslighting, a gaslighter's uh, whole mission is to make you feel less and to make you doubt yourself and to make you, um, things that a gaslighter would say would be something like, oh, you tried that before and it didn't work well for you. Um, do you really want to put yourself back out there? That's not really, you know, that's not really where you shine. Um, gaslighters like to keep the other person small because when we're small we're easy to control yeah and gaslighting and narcissistic behavior is all about control yeah it's all about control now sometimes I'm going to say we all gaslight to a certain degree okay and and it's just getting that healthy balance for example when my husband when I was starting this madness sweetheart, are you sure you want to do this? Like people, like there's going to be people who are not going to like it. There are going to be people, you know, it, it can come as a warning. It can come yeah. as a warning. And it, and when you're in a good relationship, 
that that's okay. It can come as a talk me through this. What is the plan? He had no doubt that I could do this. Yeah. He was just worried for me. Yeah. So that's sort of, you know, that's just caring and, and nice. So I don't care. Really. His attention was yeah. caring. Yes. Yeah. His attention. He was speaking a bit fearfully, but yeah. he, he came from a place of love. Yeah. Um, but if that is in every situation that you go to do, that's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. The reason why we don't notice it creeping up within our relationships is have you heard me talk before about automatic negative thoughts so our automatic negative thoughts I call them Shirley and because Shirley gaslights us all the time Shirley our automatic negative thoughts say says to us all the time "Mm, I don't think you could I don't think you should and that's all wrapped up in limiting beliefs okay so then when our partner says it it's the same thing that we're saying to ourselves. So we do, you know what? They're right. They do have yeah. a point. Okay. And then it's a slippery slope and a slippery slope. And then you find yourself miserable, stuck in a terrible relationship. Yeah. And we need to get a handle on it at the start. Yeah. And then it's quite hard to get out of that when you're feeling so, I suppose your self-worth is really diminished by that point. Yes. When you might realize you should come out of this but they nearly make you feel that what else would want you yeah exactly yeah and is that the same is that the same as narcissism um yeah and the same types of tendency it's all about control and making the other person feel small is that yeah yes okay yeah yeah it's all in that place it's all in that place but we all do I mean I (laughs) I told my children when they were younger that traveling is very dangerous yeah. Um, because I don't want them to travel by themselves that's scary for me you yeah, know yeah. so we all do it you know we we all do it it's just identifying what's like also my children my big girls laugh now when they were little I used to tell them not to walk past white vans with slidey doors in case they got kidnapped <laughs> okay so we all and they're like oh my remember when you said and um, or my daughter is um an artist and I'm like oh artists yeah you're not going to make any money at that you know we all do it you know yeah. now she's got a business page set up and she's oh, like really? see I am making money and oh. um, you know so but so we all do it we all do it it's just but, identifying when it's okay this is a problem is there probably like a scale maybe that like you're maybe on the lower end of having little bits of behaviors and then maybe yeah. upper end more, it's more leaning towards narcissistic tendencies like yeah. on a higher degree perhaps yeah, yeah okay. exactly okay and you have to remember we were all brought up with parents who were like oh no don't do that oh you couldn't do that oh what will so and so what will your auntie fellas down the road think if you do that mm. so we're all brought up in that yeah. fear-based that really fear-based thing you know so it's just identifying it and I suppose then like if you're with someone like that and having that fear all of the time of course that's going to increase your stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol and as you say kind of reach burnout like that's what kind of can happen that adrenal fatigue and all the other outcomes that you said there, like the autoimmune issues and things like that and like I had Graves disease an autoimmune condition um brought about by high stress in my life and one of those was a relationship so not Mm -hmm. just that but it was definitely a factor in it at the time and Mm -hmm. it's only kind of when you step away that you kind of can see that more clearly but um it's getting away that you need to do first um so and then in terms of on the other level there's 
single people right now mm-hmm. and they don't have that I suppose when you're in a healthy relationship there's obviously there's so many benefits of it there's the intimacy the comfort the just having someone on that place of feeling at home it's a really nice feeling so for people who aren't in that position right now maybe feeling especially in a pandemic when we're not mm-hmm. able to see people there's a more well a sense of loneliness I suppose and lack mm-hmm. of intimacy so that intimacy and that like connection with someone can release really good feel good endorphins and oxytocin and all of that that makes you feel good and happy so what would you say to the single people out there now that it's just pants like (laughs) it's just it's just so hard it's just so hard my my heart breaks my heart breaks um okay so when I was younger I was I'm codependent my tendencies are codependency and Nigel's tendencies are people pleasing so it's just perfect it's absolutely perfect and when things are good it's perfect okay so the codependency for me came from a childhood where you know oh you'll get a good man listen he'll look after you and all this sort of stuff you know and it wasn't until I started going to my own coach in my 40s and that she said to me you already have everything you need inside yourself you're already whole and complete just the way you are yeah and then you bring that to somebody else Mm -hmm. so this is your time this is the singles time for finding out exactly who they are yeah and then never ever again abandoning themselves yeah in a way it's an opportunity that maybe a lot of people never got to Mm -hmm. have before like say you've been in relationships for a long time you just kind of get into them and they're great and whatever but you never really get a chance to really know yourself so in a way it's an opportunity if you look at it that way kind of season it to really get to know yourself know what you want and also a lot of your strengths and that as well so and take the time to journal, journal, journal on what you want a relationship to look like, feel like. And the better relationship you have with yourself, the more self-love, the more self-acceptance, the more that you know that you're enough exactly the way you are. Your enoughness is enough. The more you know that, the better your relationships will be with other people yeah. in the future. it comes down to that if you don't love yourself then how can you expect someone else to love you so so it's a great time to get love on yourself (laughs) great time to get love on yourself also you can look into a bit of you know um shame and guilt around uh body image about self-pleasure all those sort of things you can look into okay why do i find this so difficult if you if your followers don't follow Jenny Keane, she is yeah. Dublin's sexologist. <laughs> she is awesome, and she's all about um. Self pleasure doesn't have to be masturbation. Self pleasure can just be rubbing beautiful coconut oil on your body and just really appreciating your body yeah. for what it does for you. For what it does for you, yeah. You know how well it functions. Super love that. Yeah. So there is lots of pros you can take from being single right <laughs> so <laughs> look and definitely check out Jenny Keane I w- would love yeah. to have her on at some point she well. uh she she advocates um she advocates uh for if you're single make yourself a date night yeah you know because people would never do that really think like what no. so yeah it's really really nice to think of things that way though um 
so yeah I think that's nice to cover both the relation people in relationships the healthy unhealthy side of things and then for people who are single right now which I'm sure there's a lot of you know like just trying to look at it in a different way and I suppose people have been doing that now for the last 12 months like so hopefully that they like they're going to have ups and downs it's a natural The, the best relationship you can have is a relationship with yourself yeah it's the most important and then you bring that whole full enoughness to another person yeah and you journey this life together it's not that you complete each other you just find your person and you choose to journey this life together yeah love it (laughs) they're all out there somewhere Mm -hmm. um and then like I know you chat about um the female cycle a lot so you Mm -hmm. do workshops and that so I'm gonna like let you kind of talk about this because I just think it's going to be interesting you know you have a cool way of talking about it and I'm into this kind of the both the the science and medical side of things but also I do like the bit of the woo-woo side of things as well like being sync with the moon and all that so do you want to chat about that? (laughs) Yes I love to chat about this um okay so I um, was always very fortunate. Well, my mom didn't really talk to us much about periods and sex and things like that. But I was always very fortunate where my cycle was very, very regular. When I started having my period at 12 or 13, my cycle was regular. So um, I, and I had an interest, I guess, about my cycle. And I, I think just as a young person, I was just quite in tune with it. I just thought it was natural to be in tune with it because it was so regular I was able to know when I was ovulating all that sort of thing um and then I guess when Nigel and I decided to have children um my I I I was only on the pill for a few months of our relationship and it just made me not a pleasant person to be around it wasn't for me now this was 26 27 years ago so you know there the pill has come a long way but estrogen and I did not make friends and um, I my body liked its own estrogen yeah. um, and the duo pill did not work for me uh, so I'll just take this opportunity to say if you're not with a partner right now and you think to yourself that you it would be healthy to give yourself a break off the pill I would highly recommend that mm-hmm. and actually find your cycle not the artificial cycle that the pill gives you yeah actually dropping into your cycle because there's so much to learn when you're in your cycle so um I was just always quite fortunate about that then when I went to my coach who is very woo-woo she started talking to me about why your period we would say well back in the 80s we would have said she's on her moons so like that she was having her period and we were were joking about this one time she said you know where that comes from don't you it's the cycle of the moon and I was like oh my days it was like a What's her name? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's her name? And Chandler Bank, what's Chandler? What's oh, name? Janice, yeah. Yes, I was like, oh my, what? How did I live my whole life without knowing this? So that was me down the rabbit hole. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, right, need to know all this. So um, read tons of books. The one I would recommend is Love Your Lady Landscape. Um, there's also The Red Tent. Um, there's also Come As You Are. Yeah. They're all great, great books. Um, and it's just about knowing your cycle knowing that after your period and when you're coming up to ovulation that's when you're going to be productive that's when you're going to have all the good ideas that's when you're going to have all the energy even exercising 
that's your time to really think. And then we have to know that after we ovulate, we are going to take a little a little dip and our enthusiasm and our planning and that sort of thing. And then even a few days before a period, we're just going to feel a bit, uh, bit bleh, just bring me chocolate. And that's the way we're meant to be. That's what women, what that's what it's meant to be. And thousands of years ago, that was celebrated. Yeah. Now in the patriarchal system, we are, it's shunned. Mm-hmm. It's just totally shunned. I would love to get the time when we can say words out loud and say, you know what, it's going to be a really productive week for me that week then because I'll be ovulating. So bring all your ideas to me then. That'll be a really productive week. Yeah. What I'm going to do. I would love to live in a time where we say, you know what, I'm going to need to excuse myself from these meetings a couple of times today because I'm actually bleeding quite heavily. That's where I want to get us to. I want to get us to that place where we're in touch with our bodies and we can say all our big guard words yeah. out our mouth. Yeah. And men celebrate us for that, yeah, saying that. Yeah. I suppose for that to happen, though, women really need to take a bit of control themselves, don't they? And start mm-hmm. to track their cycles or just get to know it more. Know what ovulation is, know when it happens, when what it should look like, um, the signs of ovulation. And then, you know, what a healthy period should look like as well. And if it's maybe too heavy or too painful maybe there's something going on there as well and yeah I just think for these things to change we need to start stepping up for our own selves and being like yeah and here's the thing the more women say oh I hate my period oh here's my period the more you hate on something the worse it's going to be yeah what you resist will persist so the more we can embrace our cycle the more you'll see your bleed be more normal. Yeah. The more you'll see less clots, the more you can accept your cycle. Yeah. I'm perimenopause now and I'm not having any problems at all Maybe. because I accept my cycle and I know that this is my most awesome time of my life. I have all the learning. All I have to do now is share, share it. Yeah. This is my cycle. This is my crone. This is my wisdom. This was when in ancient times, my age was celebrated. This okay. was the age of the elder to come to the younger people. Okay, cool. <laughs> Lots of knowledge. <laughs> well, you're doing that now. You're sharing all your knowledge to everyone. <laughs> I'm like the aunt. I'm like everybody's aunt. Um, I'm like the wise old aunt that you had to go to. to go and talk to your aunt Lisa about that. That's Lisa. <laughs> but yeah, like that's... um. Yeah, it's so it's so, so important to know that and like to not look at the cycle or your period as the devil every month. Look at it like, yeah, I'm getting my period. Things are going well. Things are healthy right now. It's like your fifth vital sign, really. It's really it's a monthly report card. Things are going good. You're getting that monthly flow that you should be getting instead of looking at it like, oh, I hate this, which you're going to resist and it's going to keep resisting. Embrace it. Worship, worship the feminine. Yeah. Worship your feminine energy. Yeah. You know, it is to be adored. Absolutely. Yeah. And in terms Absolutely. of um, sex drive, which I'm sure you kind of yep. work a lot with and with, yep. with your clients. Again, after your period is when the hormones are kicking off and you're even releasing um, oh, I forgot, pheromones. Yeah. You, you release pheromones through that time. You're more attractive to your partner, all those things. Um, 
And yeah, work with that, work with that. Find out when you're ovulating. I would tell my people, do you know what? It's okay to have sex without, if you're with a guy, it's okay to have sex without um, penetration. It's okay if you think that you're ovulating and you don't want to have children, either he wears a condom, you're very careful, um, or you don't you don't have penetrative sex. Yeah. You have oral sex, you have stimulation, you have whatever. Let, let the mind wander let the mind wander um, and those are your days where you don't um that you're if you're with a guy that he doesn't ejaculate inside you yeah you know See? talk about all the things talk yeah. about all the things yeah. and if you are in the same sex then. yeah and if you're in a same sex relationship you'll probably find that your periods align with each other anyway so it'll not yeah. be it'll not be such a big deal say to your partner sweetheart my period is due in like two days so i am just not feeling that horny right now mm-hmm Say all your words. Yeah. Say all your words. Totally. And yeah. that's what an open communication, communicative relationship should look like, shouldn't it? Being able to talk about these really important things like that are part of a woman's monthly life or cycle. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, I also say to people, if you can't talk to your person about it in the daytime, then you're not allowed to do it at night. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like that as well. Full of wisdom, Auntie Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I was guilty of that for a long, long time. I was guilt and shame was huge for me, and I was guilty of that. Just happens under the sheets. We don't talk about it during the daytime, and that was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. So I had to desensitize myself. But that was yeah. just a religious whole background thing that just came up for me. So yeah, yeah. I suppose there's a lot of that though in Ireland, isn't there? Oh, that kind of you know, oh my days when it comes to sex Horrendous. and yeah, being open with that kind of conversation. And like I still know girls who would like hide that they're nearly on their period in front of their partners like it's just it's oh, please lord of... in heaven we have yeah. to get we have to yeah. get better um i was i was coaching a girl one time and she had issues right and i said where did you take me back to when you first started to hear about periods or take me back and she goes we were taught sex education by the nuns mm. and i was like okay got a wee bit of work to do then we've got to have a wee bit of work to do yeah so, yeah well you just do the work the way sex education is taught has fear mongered, I believe, so many people to go on the pill because they just fear sex. The only outcome is pregnancy, like no matter what, what stage they're at in their cycle. When, as you say, they're just knowing or identifying where you're at in your cycle, being aware of the, the danger days if you don't want to get pregnant. And then the other times of the month, you're kind of free to do so. You have sex and you're going to be okay because unless there's an egg just randomly floating around, which is just not going to happen, you know, you're not going to get pregnant. It's just, it doesn't happen the way we're taught in school. We're just so fear-mongered that sex equals pregnancy all of the time. And it doesn't, you know, and there's other also, reasons <laughs> Yeah. Also, if you meet someone and you want to have sex with them, awesome. You also don't have to have sex. Mm-hmm. you can also have a very good relationship for months without having penetrative sex you just got to make the decision but what's right for you yeah what's right for you you know um so this we're, we're down the way we rabbit hole now so um i teach it like this so you have your head your heart your gut and your sex center so your four centers okay and those four centers should be spinning like your chakras so those four centers should be working well. So your person, you should find, so it should feel good in your head. You should find them interesting, funny, all that sort of stuff. It should feel good in your heart. It should feel like home in your heart. It should feel good in your gut. It should feel good in your gut. 
and it should feel good in your sex center. And if you're trying to find someone, a forever person or for forever right now person, those four things should feel good. They should feel aligned. But if you meet someone in Tinder and your sex center is on fire for them, have at it. But that's not where a long-term relationship lives. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's, I think, what a lot of people look for at the start, isn't it? It's like that instant fire or chemistry, yeah. whatever. Yeah, which is probably your sex center, is it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's why some really good relationships come from friendships. Yeah. Okay. It's just because someone fires up your sex center doesn't make them your person. Mm-hmm. Jason Moana fires up my mamua, fires up my sex center. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth fires up my sex center they're not my people yeah that you know of <laughs> they could be my whole past but that's by the back yeah yeah <laughs> you can have two of those <laughs> so, yeah so that's just what we have to talk about we have to talk about these things all out loud yeah all out loud yeah and the conversations are becoming more normalized I've definitely noticed that switch and people women on Instagram and out there are talking more about periods and sex and like the likes of Jenny Keane and even the like you know um Siobhan O'Haken and Sinead Hegarty mm-hmm. they do talk more mm-hmm. about periods and the cycle and stuff mm-hmm. and I just think mm-hmm. it's getting younger people thinking about that too and also like they're talking about relationships in a completely mm-hmm. different way mm-hmm. it's more about the self rather than mm-hmm. the couple more and really yeah. like learning to you know look out for yourself as number one really and like mm-hmm. I just don't think that was that's never taught it's just not something that we're consider you like your mom doesn't teach you that your teacher doesn't te- teach you that you no. know you'll learn it in college um, no. and it's just it's such valuable information really to to look after yourself yeah. first and then the right relationship or whatever will should come for you then 100 100 percent. and when you're in touch with that and you've had you have a good relationship with your periods you have a good relationship whether you're on birth control or not then you just bring that all to the other person you say all your words yeah super well be a- fully yourself my best advice is be fully yourself bring your full self know who you are yeah and bring that full self to another person mm-hmm. my other thing that I tell everybody is don't fall in love with a version that you've made up of the person you mean of the person yeah don't fall in love with that 20% you see yeah 20% of the time or the potential. don't fall in love with the potential yeah that you think they could be mm. if they just yeah they may never just yeah and you're going to be stuck with that 20 percent. yeah like I mean I suppose everyone has potential to be amazing but like not, not yeah. everyone lives up to that so like if you're waiting yeah. around for that like you'd be disappointed mm-hmm. most likely and we love the idea that we can change other people I think how difficult it is to change and grow ourselves how much more difficult is it to make someone do that yeah if you're having to tell your person please text me if you don't you can't teach people how to be good partners yeah they have to know yeah and they have to want them yeah do you think it's true that someone likes you well enough or badly enough they'll just do these things or yeah there can be little things that just like irritate you that you can be like okay could you just maybe just work on that yeah that's fine yeah but to change a whole person's being is a totally different thing like um you know someone might cut their toenails and instead of putting them down the toilet they may leave them in the bin you know something like that you could be like okay that goes 
or maybe you do want the diamonds at the right, whatever. Okay, that's a bit, that's a bit gross. That grosses me out. Could we really work on that? Or maybe they cut their toenails in the kitchen whenever it's like, that's a bathroom job, you know? Uh, whatever, things like that, things yeah. like that. Or um, maybe every time you look at them, they're biting their nails or something. Even that could be a very hard habit to, to break. Yeah. Things, things like that. Or maybe they're always slightly late. You know, maybe we just look at the fact that, do you know what? They're just, they're just late. They're just, they kind mm. of just are not great with the time. I need to get over it. And yeah, if you could just work on a wee bit, that would be great. You know, yeah. things like that. But actually teaching someone how to be a partner, that's no good. That's yeah. no good. They have, just being an A thing that's within you, is it the way they'll act? So you can't really change that? No, can't change that. Okay, yeah. super. Um, I kind of think we've covered a lot there and I don't <laughs> want it to be too long um, for people, but I think we really covered like, healthy unhealthy relationships stuff for single people and um then touching on the the sex the female cycle your hormones all of that it's everything I really wanted you to chat about it's perfect because just think it's going to be so useful for everyone out there both single and people in relationships and then everyone most people who listen to this I guess are female so that's that part of the 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 chat that we had will be relevant for everyone uh, who listens Mm -hmm. to this so um yeah I think have you anything you'd like to add or any final words um you can also just look a wee bit about your attachment style and attachment style is really really important when it comes to relationships so we have secure we have avoidant and we have anxious so what likes to happen is um avoidance you know anxious love to be on a subconscious level love to be with avoidance because it gives you then something you see I was right to worry you see I was right to worry okay Uh uh-huh so So anxious attract avoidance okay how do you not do that (laughs) the more secure you get in yourself the more you know yourself the more you know your triggers the more self-worth self-esteem all that the more secure you get that's how you do it but then remember when you have arguments or disagreements your old patterns will show up. Your old patterns will show up. Um, There are things that should not exist in relationships. Stonewalling, defensiveness, criticism, contempt. There are four things. It's the Goffman Institute. There are four things that shouldn't exist in relationships. So if you're getting defensive, if you're stonewalling, huffing, huffing, huffing. Um, If you, you know, so you go to your partner, what's wrong, what's wrong? Nothing, nothing, nothing. That's the more okay. criticism. Criticism that comes into the whole gaslighting thing. Contempt. That's the whole narcissistic thing. Okay. okay. And those things show up within arguments, within disagreements. But it's just about keeping a check on them and going, I'm not going to stonewall. I'm not going to stonewall. I'm going to speak into this. I'm going to speak into this. Okay. If your listeners have not watched Brene Brown's Netflix special, please, okay. please, 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 please watch yeah it's very very good um and so that was the anxious and avoidant and just yeah getting both so for both of those is is it about trying to get into the more secure attachment style that's what you want and you have to do the work on yourself you can make your partner feel more secure I had a lovely um couple one time and she was quite anxious because she'd come out of a very difficult relationship um, and she just found out all this stuff that was on his phone and the phone was the thing 
that was just then her heart was broken and she just so when she got into this new relationship she was very wise came and said look I just want to make sure I just want to carry this in and blah 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 so I was like okay tell me about him and she told me about him and she's and he got a new phone yesterday and she says I have told him some of my story and it was one of these face recognition phones so he came to her and went stick your face in that just so you know that you can get into it anytime you want and she was like I don't think I'll ever look but just him doing that made me feel so good that's amazing yeah yeah so you can help your partner feel more secure ring when you say you're going to ring but we have to do the work on ourselves and our negative thoughts where we go um like for example my children if my children don't text I'm like they've had a car accident they've had a car accident you can let your negative thoughts just run away with you yeah it's nothing they just were with their well not with their friends they were and they forgot them they just forgot the time you know and that's the work we need to do on ourselves to be more secure let's face it it's never what the thoughts tell us it's always something quite normal I know um and then we can also help our partner with that as well yeah Okay, so all the inner work has to be done, and it's great time uh, for the the single. Yeah, single to all the inner work, all yeah. the inner work. Yeah, and that's the hard stuff, but it's worth it, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, Lisa, it was so good to have you on. Thank you so so much. Um. Again, people want to check you out. You've got a that sixteen pound Facebook group. I think that'll be yeah. really great for people to check out. Um. If your Instagram is, you you say it just in case I get it wrong. So it's relationship. <laughs> dot coaching dot ni and the facebook group is 16 pounds a month so four pounds a week for your growth journey not a lot of money yeah great for people right now to to work on something and a bit Mm -hmm. of a challenge maybe as well Mm -hmm. and you don't you can come for a couple of months you can come for one month i have people who've been there well it's six it's going now six months so people have been there for the whole six months i have people message me and say thank you so much lisa i've learned so much but this month i'm going to actually invest my money in a yoga class or I'm going to invest my money in meditation this month I'm like brilliant as long as you're investing a little bit of money in yourself yeah most important thing um you know me someone else you know do something yeah that's great yeah well definitely I'll um I might put a I'll put a link into that in the Spotify um and Apple oh, thank you. so that people can check that out as well and your Instagram too so people can check you out and yeah well look I'm going to say goodbye now because I know we could just keep chatting about loads of things because <laughs> this was so interesting but I really appreciate you coming on and um yeah I hope people enjoy this episode I'm sure they will de- definitely get something from it so thank you you're very welcome thank you for having me on you're welcome bye bye bye